This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Great to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. I guess if something was laminated in your brain, it'd be hard to see it, right? Um, well, if it's in your brain, I think you're, you are you can see it. You can? Like you can see memories in your brain, okay, right? Okay, I guess so, yeah. yeah. I was just thinking if it was laminated there, it would be difficult to see. No, like the your, information that you have yeah, in your brain, yeah. you have to see it to be able yeah. to regurgitate yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So maybe laminated is a is a good word. Uh, the, the, uh, well, I don't know that I would laminate a baseball schedule since it can change. Ah, yes, yes. You'd have to be able to be able to get there so you could get, you could change it from time to time, right? Like you know, for rainouts and <laughs> making up a game on a game on May 9th. Yeah, right. Which is what what Tech will be doing with Evelyn Christian here okay um nfl draft is thursday dallas cowboys will draft 26 jerry jones and uh the front office and the head coach had a little press event uh yesterday and and uh jerry now admits <laughs> way way after the fact that the team used too high of a draft pick on on uh zeke elliott i guess the first no, no, the first pick with, with Zeke was fine. It was the second contract with Zeke that was outrageous for the timing of it and the amount. Zeke was a great running back for the Cowboys uh, early on. Yeah, I think I'm going to lean towards Jeff on this one. I thought Zeke was a re- really good okay. back. I mean, he led the league in rushing. Um, he was really good, but they paid him that uh, you know $15 million per year deal. Yeah. And that's just you can't pay running backs that much. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I, I I'm think buying I, what you guys are selling. I'm I'm with Jeff on that one. I didn't I didn't think it was a terrible pick and they would they took him fourth. Yeah, I didn't think it was terrible. He said Jerry said this, he said there's a bunch of nuances that go into this running back conversation. When you start loading up, Zeke's a good football player, still a very outstanding, I'm gonna say the word, outstanding football player. He's too far too high for us where he was. So that has a lot to do with this conversation about running back right now with us because the, the Cowboys were rumored to be uh, interested in B. John Robinson from uh, Texas. But I, I don't so, think that... So it sounds like he's saying, this is code for one, we're not going to take Bijan, Or this is silly season and he's just saying everything he can to make everybody think he's not taking mm-hmm. B. John Robinson. Yeah. 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 Um, so the Cowboys draft to 26th overall. And that's where they stand right now, unless they trade in or out of that. Um, some say that uh, Cowboys could use another receiver, uh, tight end, uh, which they just gave up their tight end. So make sure, I guess Dalton Schultz was too expensive for him. Um, the thing about uh, the Cowboys right now, Mike McCarthy enters year four. Uh, they've won 12, 12 games back to back, but just one playoff win so far uh, for Mike McCarthy. So that's the that's the bugaboo on him. It's like okay, you know, regular season kind of seems like you got a lot of that fixed over the last couple of years. Now, how do you fix the playoff success? Mm-hmm. You know, and and can you 
you know, can you get to an, an NFC championship game? Can you win two games? Can you, you know, put yourself in a position where, you know, the problem right now is there's only one team in each league now that gets a bye. So, you know, trying to, I mean, you want to, obviously you'd love to have it, uh, but home field advantage, I think, for the Cowboys would be the best thing that they could get themselves, you know, moving in with the exception maybe of an NFC championship game. You would think it would help. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would help. I think exponentially. Cowboys have uh, seven picks um, in the NFL draft, which is uh, Thursday, Friday, and uh, Saturday. So I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to the draft. Uh, Risa has this nice compliment. Man, we don't we don't get these every day. So um, I'll I'll uh, read what she has to say. Gotta say I'm spoiled. I love seeing you all every morning and listening to you. Happy day, go Tech. Well, happy day to you too, Risa. Absolutely. And thank you, thank you for being one of our loyalists. You're uh, there through thick and thin. How about Josh Young? Uh, keeps homering uh, for the Texas Rangers. They didn't win last night, but man, he is—he uh, has been quite a hand for uh, the Rangers this year so far. Yeah, he's, see, he's starting to put it together. I, I feel like he's—we've seen, you know, just much better at bats this year than last year, where maybe he was, to a certain degree, maybe overwhelmed a little bit. Yeah, as you expect a young player. Yeah, just trying to trying to figure it out with maybe not as mm-hmm. much you know minor league you know experience as 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 maybe others uh, when they've been in that position. And part of his problem was you know injury and COVID and the whole thing. I mean, it's just it, it's not been the start to his career was not uh, you know one that you would like a blueprint of going like this is this is how it should go, right? Yeah, a couple injuries were key in holding him back sure no 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 doubt uh but josh uh, going uh, two for four three rbi two home runs obviously two runs scored and uh and he's playing a wicked third base too so he can pick it you know and it, it's, when did you move to boston <laughs> what are you talking about he said wicked a wicked is that a boston term very much so okay well i i was almost in- exclusively Really? Uh-huh. You spent a lot of time in Boston? No, nope, but heard a lot about it. <laughs> okay. Also haven't heard anybody else really use the term wicked other oh. than when they're talking from Boston. Okay. Well, I was I was trying to come up with I think another... it's not just Boston. I think it's more a Northeast thing, though. I used to say, okay, I'd buy I used that. To say wicked. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now it's two words now that I can't use the rest of the day. Wicked I, and, I and Nobody I said you can't it. use it. I know. It's just, just ask when you moved to Boston. <laughs> when did I move to Boston? <laughs> I, you said over the weekend it'd be perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did not move there over the over the over the weekend. Um, but anyway, I, you know, sometimes these it's so it's I guess with baseball it's so subjective for these players coming either a out of high school or b out of out of college because the the first pick doesn't always work. It seems like the first pick in in the NFL is. It's feast or famine, and I I don't always get that impression with baseball that it's feast or famine. I guess I'm a little confused. I, well, I, I feel like I feel like in the NFL, you almost know almost immediately within a couple of years of if the if that first round pick is going to work for you. Okay, well, I mean, 
And I, I, I just, just think in baseball, it, obviously those guys go into the minor leagues, and so if they're drafting a high school kid that's going to take mm-hmm. extra time, you know it's going to take a little bit longer. And sure. So, yeah, so so your point is valid, and then it you don't know if it's feast or famine within a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so your point is right. So, I mean, I, I, just, I just, it's just, uh, and it, I, I guess my point with regard to Josh is, in terms of a, quote, first-round draft pick by a team, he seems to have accelerated faster, making an impact, starting in the lineup, blah, 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 faster than my perception is most do. Uh, I think he was a very polished college hitter. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't a guy that came straight for straight from high school. Right, because yeah. he'd spent, obviously, yeah. time here and things things along those things along those runs. And as it goes, the, generally the college players get to the big leagues quicker because they're a few years older. Their bodies have matured. They've mm-hmm. had time in a, a you know, weight training system and all that kind of stuff. It, you know, it's they faced quality competition in college baseball. It, it's funny because uh, Coach Tadlock was talking a little bit about that yesterday on his show. I think he was talking about Gavin Cash because I picked it up in the middle of the uh, of the conversation, and obviously he had a little bit of a struggle this past weekend. Uh, but he said, "Kind of a big one." He said, "He's not a pro. He's not a pro. He's still an amateur." And the, the point was about, you know, being having that craft as being a hitter. You know, obviously he's a very good hitter. And he's done very good things for you this year. Um, but just in terms of, you know, he's going to have those. He's going to have one of those days from time to time. He had one of those weekends. Yeah, and and even the pros, uh, even the pros have have a bad day or a bad weekend. Sure, or, or bad a bad week. stretch. Yeah, a bad stretch, right? All those, all I mean, those you things. have Hall of Famers that have had over 30 stretches in their career. Yeah, remember, if you successful three out of ten times, you're basically a really, really good hitter, and that means you're failing seven. So. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. And for this day in sports history, today is the 25th day of April 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire. 1901 is where we will start because in the last of the ninth inning, the Detroit Tigers were trailing 13 to 4. Mm. They would score 10 runs to win one of the greatest comebacks in baseball history. Not to mention it was the first game in Detroit. Oh, wow. It's cool. Now we know why the Lions can't win. All the magic went away in 1901. <laughs> Game one, right? <laughs> 1933, Philadelphia Phil- Phillies' Dick Bartle is the first major league player to get four consecutive doubles in a nine-inning game. Cool. They were playing doubles defense, Jimmy. Mm, they were playing doubles defense, not no doubles. Yeah. <laughs> doubles defense. 1950. No triples. No triples. Well, somebody else could have hit a triple, just not our buddy Dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1950, Ch- uh, Chuck Cooper becomes the first African-American to be drafted into the NBA, chosen by the Boston Celtics. 1974, the NFL moves the goalposts and adopts sudden death playoffs. Yeah, they moved them from the goal line to the back of the end zone because... People kept running into them. Well, they would design. Speed. They would design plays around those too. Use the 
Use the screen there at the goal line around the pole. Well, probably, and there were probably still some teams that were using, I don't know if they were still using double posts then or not. They'd gone to the single post. <coughs> Seems to me some teams still had the double posts, but maybe in single, 74. I thought when single. they were at the goal line, everybody had a double post, but I, that there's no knowledge behind that. It just seems like all the highlights you saw, there was double post. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think and when they were, they were at post. the goal line. Yeah. I don't remember ever seeing a single post at the goal line. I think you're right about that. And normally the single post is even further back, so it would that would look extremely weird if it was a single post like that. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen a single post that's just like one post in the middle straight up. Normally they're at that neck bend kind of thing. Uh, 1980, the Oakland Athletics manager, Billy Martin, is restrained by umpires <laughs> after attacking a fan. Said something about his mustache. I don't know. It was weird. Or his mother's mustache. 1981, Seattle Mariners Major League Baseball manager, Murray Willis, is suspended for two games after ordering the Kingdom grounds crew to enlarge the batter's boxes by one foot. That's a huge amount to try to get away with. It just doesn't seem very smart. 2009 NFL Draft. First pick by the Detroit Lions. Georgia quarterback, Matthew Stafford. 2019 NFL Draft. First pick, Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray. It is National Zucchini Bread Day. You know, I, I've, I've had it. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I think it's okay. I, I, I prefer the banana bread. But I'm, I'm mm. with you. Yeah, I think it's okay. Happy birthday to the big fundamental Tim Duncan, who's 47. Al Pacino, 83. Jason Lee, 53. And Renee Zellwinger is 54. And on this day in 1990, the crew of the U.S. Space Shuttle Discovery places the Hubble Telescope, a long-term space-based observatory, into low Earth orbit. The Space Telescope, uh, conceived in the 1940s, was designed in the 70s and built in the 80s, was designed to give astronomers an unparalleled view of the solar system, the galaxy, and the universe. We all remember initially Hubble's operation suffered a setback when the lens uh, had a slight deformation to it, less than the distance of a human hair, which caused all initial pictures to appear rather fuzzy. A repair mission by the space-walking astronauts in December of 93 successfully fixed the problem, beginning Humble, uh, and Humble, Hubble began sending back its first breathtaking images of the universe. And I still say... Get the space shuttle flying one more time to go get it when it's done. Hmm. And do what with it? Hang that sucker in the Smithsonian. I don't want a mock-up. I want the real thing. I know it's the size of a bus. Doesn't matter. Wow. We should go get it. I, that would be expensive to do that. Didn't say it was going to be cheap. Okay. Said we need to do it. Okay. All and right. that's this day in sports history. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, so one of the reasons why they moved the goalposts back... And maybe the the primary reason that they moved the goalpost back was not safety, although that was that was an intended consequence. In 1973, in the NFL, 
543 field goals were made on 861 attempts, an average of five per game. Field goals accounted for 23% of the scoring, according to this article. That compared to 15% in 1969, which was the NFL's last year before the AFL-NFL merger. In 1974, the first year that they moved into the back of the end zone, only 335 field goals were made, or 15% of the scoring. So basically, the whole end zone uh, opened up for pass patterns because you didn't have the goalposts in the way, and the fact that you moved it back 10 yards made it a little bit more difficult to make uh, field goals. So it was really more about increasing the offense Sure. Then it was maybe uh, safety. a safety issue, although the safety issue, uh, the safety issue was was also there as well. And so that's part of why they won't go. Part of why they won't go back. And, they, and then the other thing that they had, you know, you know that what they called the H goalpost because it was was the form of an H with the two posts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see here. This from the Eighth Flooring Center chat line. When he stops me pronouncing his R's, we'll know something is up. Okay. Uh, somebody says, my boy Chuck is wicked smart. Mm. Mike, I'm from Iowa, and I use the term, I use wicked from time to time. You do you, Chuck. Okay. Mm-hmm. I use it, yeah. and I'm not from Boston. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, we love hearing you in the morning. We love, we enjoyed hearing Coach Tadlock last night. Had a great day and go tech baseball. Juan and his lucky lady. Okay. Juan's a frequent texter and frequent contributor to the morning drive. We're very mm-hmm. appreciative of Juan. Mm-hmm. So it's always good to always Probably his lucky lady is too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I talked to the number of uh, morning drive listeners yesterday uh, out at the Gaff course, Jamie. And they were, you know. They're... I've never heard anybody say Gaff. <laughs> okay. Except. Jared's parents. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, who are you? Uh-oh, my name is Michael Goff. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, that's the only. I've never heard anybody say Goff. Goff? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is a Missouri thing. Might be. Uh, Kansas a, thing. Kansas, I don't know if it's a, maybe it's a Midwestern thing. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe so. I don't really. There's no state pride in my heart, to be mm-hmm. quite honest with you. Uh, it was more about what part of the state you were from, not being from a certain state. That's, I'm, I'm nervous where this is going to go, but I'm going to ask this question. So did you see anybody out there on the course yesterday that you were impressed with? Did you see anybody out there on the course yesterday that you were like, yeesh, mm. You mean in terms of um, hitting the golf ball? or Yeah, yeah. Nord uh, <laughs> Sodiasi, <laughs> I mean, he can shoot, he can shoot and he can defend and he can lead. <laughs> hitting the golf ball, he cannot. We, we saw that. Um that was a little rough. Although no. he said initially that he was not there to like he was there to pump everybody up. Right. Like that was his role for his sure. team. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, expectations for Norris yeah. were low. I really enjoyed talking to him yesterday. I mean, he was he was a real pleasure to talk to. Um Tim Tebow crushed it mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh there was uh, Clark Lambert touched, crushed it too. Uh Joy McGuire hit the golf ball pretty good. And I was told by our friend David Collier that uh, Coach McGuire was like closest to the pin on one of the holes, but didn't want to write his name down because he didn't want people thinking that he was a good golfer. It's like, why, why aren't you out recruiting? Why aren't you? Why aren't you watching film? Why aren't you? Why aren't you coaching? So he didn't. He didn't write his name down, but he looked like he could hit the golf ball. That's good. 
Okay. I did see uh, Coach T- uh, Tom Stone. Uh, he told us because of a practice, told me because of a practice change this past year that he got to listen to us quite a bit. He said that he's, he's constantly texting you, uh, questioning our facts. He, he's one a, of the things I like about Coach Stone is he tells, he tells it like he really sees it or hears it. Okay. And so he'll let me know when we we're get, wrong. We'll get a little when off. he thinks we're off our rocker. Or, or me, particularly. It, that's happened before. <laughs> so you've gotten, what, 30, 40 texts today already? <laughs> yeah, Coach Stone keeps it real. I like that. Yeah, so yeah. It, was good, it was good to good to see him as well. All right. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. We uh, introduced a, uh, a new game to our uh, midst yesterday. It's called Crack the Code. It's your chance to win $10,000 from Double T 97.3 in the home zone where they make your house a home every single day. There's two ways to win this thing, okay? Number one is to be a weekly winner. You win $1,000 instantly if you crack the code. At the end of our promotion in June, somebody's going to win $5,000. So you could win 1000 or you could win 5000 and with us on the Visual Edge IT hotline to try and crack the code is Kia. Good morning, Kia. Good morning. Thank you for being a Morning Drive listener, and thank you for trying to crack the code. What is your what is your code that you're trying to crack today? What's your guess? Two five eight three seven. Two five eight three seven. Okay. Kia, and to all the other listeners, I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you that she got two numbers right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Two numbers right, and I will tell you that... Okay, I have more hints. And I will tell you that both of the numbers you got correct are in the correct order. Ooh. All right? And Ooh. I will tell you the first number of the code, one more hint coming, is a number two. The first number is two. Okay. Okay. So that means the second number is five, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) Is it an even number? uh, It is not an even number. Okay. Okay? All right. So those are all the hints I can give you right now. So we know it starts with a two. Mm -hmm. She said two, five, eight, three, seven. Mm -hmm. And... Two of those numbers were correct, including, as you now know, the first one, two. Two. Okay. All right, Kia. Thanks for uh, playing with us this morning and here on Double T 97.3. You can make two guesses a day, every day, okay, okay. On, at Double T 97.3.com or 107thescore.com. Okay. Okay. So your next chance to uh, attempt it on Double T 97.3 today. It comes up today at 4.15. 4.15. Thanks, Kia. Talk with uh, Aaron Dickens and Dr. Mike Gustafson. All right. Crack the code. Chance to win 10 grand courtesy of Double T 97.3 and the Home Zone. So thank you for uh, Kia. It was nice to hear Kia's voice. Yeah. yeah. yeah we're going yeah. to hear some new voices. She got new... two out of five, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. Right off the trip. Mm-hmm. I mean, I <clears throat> I know that I can't win, but I attempted to crack the code the other day just to, to kind of play the game mm-hmm. to see how it would go. Mm-hmm. I would tell you that I got. I think I got two of the two of them right, but I just put in one, two, three, four, five. 
<laughs> okay, 7.18 this morning here on the morning drive. Oh, uh, we get this. Chuck, you get too caught up on the name on the jersey and not the young men wearing the jerseys. Okay, well, you're probably right about that. You're probably right about that. Um, well, baseball is just a sport that mm-hmm. on any given day, um, a good pitcher can can dominate a game or mm-hmm. an offense just really has it going or, mm-hmm. you know, in college baseball, boy, a windy day here or there can change things dramatically. And um, there are enough quality players across the country in college baseball that you are going to see it and you see it over and over again. You're going to see um, – you know, high level, high ranked Division One teams that are going to end up the season in Omaha, losing to mid majors. It happens every single year. I mean, heck, there are mid majors like DBU that are some of the toughest midweek sure. games that you could play. Sure, you know that are sure. high, high RPI teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so surely you wouldn't be devastated by losing to a mid major like that. I mean, those no. are those are really quality baseball programs. And yeah, so, no, you're, you're right about that. And and you see it in college basketball to a certain degree, right? When you, mm-hmm. you I mean, you had teams like Butler making their run. Sure. You, I mean, Gonzaga. I mean, those are those are mid-major programs. Yeah. And no, you're right. I mean, are you devastated? Like your program's a joke if you lose to Gonzaga in basketball? No. 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 It's the same thing in baseball. Yeah. No, you're you're right. And I don't say it's a joke. I'm not saying you're trying to suggest your program is a is a joke. Because I mean, truth of the matter is, you'll play mid majors that have higher RPIs and better teams than some of the bad teams in the Big Twelve Conference. Yeah. See, that's a very educated statement right there. Sorry. No, so, no you're no. I'm not, I'm, I was not. I was not. I was not trying to be a jerk. I was just. I was agreeing. I was agreeing. With, yeah. I was agreeing with you. I was. I was agreeing. It's just different than football. You live in this world of football where you're like, ah, Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. We beat anybody that's not Power Five. Yeah. It's different in baseball and basketball. Yeah. As a basketball fan, you 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 have an idea of that. Mm-hmm. Baseball is even more so. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. No, you, so now you're educated. Yeah, you're right. No, it's, it's good. Now, Thank whether you. or not you'll listen to me and remember that, that's a different story. Well, you listen, now know. I've listened to you. The, the key is, am I going to remember that? My, yeah. my guess is probably not. Yeah. My guess is probably not. Uh, this uh, this comment, I think you would uh, wholeheartedly agree with us. Uh, the last two series for Tech are going to be, which is actually the next two. It's not. There's three left, Kansas State and West Virginia. They're very good. Yeah, and it's interesting. I, I sat here. I feel like I'm 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 a liar, liar here, Jeff or Chuck, both of you, um, because I sat here and said at the end of the season, you're you're going through this really tough stretch at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. and it's going to get easier for you. Well, I think that's I think that's accurate, but the way things have worked out in the standings right now, you have West Virginia that's playing good baseball. Uh, for the most part, I mean, they somehow got thumped at home by by Kansas and lost the series against Kansas. But you know, they sweep TCU. They've they've pl- they've played good baseball. Well, you've got them near the top of the standings. You got Kansas State, who you know has not played all the tougher teams in the conference at this point, and they're up there near the top as well. So, um, you know, the, those guys have some some tough games coming up on their schedule. Um, but at the same time, those those guys are. Um, those guys are, you know, right now feeling good about themselves, probably playing with a lot of confidence. So, yeah, I mean, the texture is absolutely accurate. Those are those are two um, tough road series that the Red Raiders have remaining. And considering that you haven't, 
overall through the course of the season been a great road team. Um, that's a little bit scary, but then I would also tell you as you've moved forward here in the last, you know, you go back to, you know, playing well at at Stanford and playing well in in Norman, then you're you're playing better on the road. So that's that's a good thing. Do you think um, this team, this Texas Tech team, is playing with some confidence right now? Do I think Texas Tech is? Yeah, yeah. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be. Well, that, that, again, I was going to agree with you. I said you had just a little bit of hesitancy there when I said that, but maybe. Um, no, I just didn't. I, I'm sorry, I, I missed the missed the who which team you were okay, talking about. Gotcha. Because um, I think they are. I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, you've been winning series. Um, could you be playing with more confidence if you'd you know, won the second game on Saturday or won previous week on a Sunday to? They have a couple of sweeps, but I would think that the way that they've been playing and, and in some cases, getting some good pitching, uh, in the case of Mason Molina, great pitching. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't have a lot of yeah. confidence right now. I mean, yeah. you keep putting series wins together. You you went on the road and beat a top-10 team in, mm-hmm. in Stanford. I mean, I, I I don't know why you wouldn't. It feels like you're getting healthier, mm-hmm. all of those things. So, if you know, it feels like you're coming together at the right time. Um, do you think there's any change in the pitching rotation for this weekend at K-State? Or do you still expect Molina to go on Saturday? Or on Friday? He he went on Friday, right? Yes. I would expect Molina and Parrish, and I don't, I'm not at this point sure what to expect on Sunday. Okay. Could mm-hmm. be anybody, right? I bet not you and me, but... <laughs> Well, sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they've they've they're mulling over a lot of different mulling options. mulling over options uh, this weekend. Just so you know, in addition to Tech playing on the road at K State, Texas plays at TCU. That's kind of where you want both teams. Do you want Do you want TCU to put Texas away, or would you like to see Texas win two of three there? Mm-hmm. I'd probably want TCU to win the series. Okay. And then, um, obviously, rooting for Baylor at home against West Virginia. Correct. Okay. And then, do you even care about KU in Oklahoma? Not really. Doesn't no. really doesn't really matter there. Yeah, does they're it? both behind you, but so I guess Oklahoma's the hotter team right now. So yeah, I would want KU to win. Okay, because they've won. Oklahoma's won four straight, and Kansas yep. is on a seven-game losing streak. So, um, you know, if they they could kind of. Push Oklahoma down a little bit, get create a little bit of separation uh, between because the worst what you don't want to see is Oklahoma sweep. Probably not. You know, yeah, don't want to see Oklahoma sweep. Keep okay. them close to you. Yeah. Yep. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. 7.31 this morning here on the morning drive. Just a quick question for you before your question for me, Jeff, and our fine listening audience. Uh, Tonight, during the fine radio broadcast of Texas Tech Baseball, if there is a hot shot down the left field line that is scooped up by the third baseman or a just absolutely liner to first after Jeff Haxton calls the play will you say man that was wicked but that was a really good play 
by the third baseman or the first baseman? I, I, I'm not opposed to it. If, okay. I mean, uh, again, wicked is in my repertoire, so okay. uh, it's a, a word that will fly out of my mouth at times. Okay, so we could we could hear it tonight. Um, it, it could happen. Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't plan anything out like that. No, I know. That. I know you don't. I'm not I that know. guy. I, I know you don't. I, yeah. I know you don't. I was just trying. I was. I was really more trying to plant a seed as opposed to plant a description. Okay. Okay. I have never written out the end of a. You know, when I was doing play by play, I've never written out the ending of something. Okay. It's usually just flown out of my mouth. Just. Mm-hmm. And organic, I don't. Organic. Don't. I don't have a problem with people that do. Yeah. No. I, I, as long as it's not forced. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, sometimes it sounds a little forced. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I just like it to be sincere. Sure. Right. I got you. Right. That, yeah. I feel like that. I feel like that. For the most part, and, and this I think, program is very sincere. I feel like. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm a pretty prepared guy, but no, I just no doubt. those things I just I let flow. No, that there's there's no there's no question in my mind that you are you are Johnny on the spot prepared. You are buttoned down. All right, your question for me, sir. All right, we're going to stick with Red Raider baseball, mm-hmm. and I'm going to ask you you guys the question that I asked the afternoon boys yesterday okay so I'm, I'm familiar with this question okay where do the do you think the red raider baseball team will finish in the big 12 standings mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. okay so third third yeah um I, there's just so many people ahead of you right now um that's fair you know texas and, and kansas state and oklahoma state and in west virginia um and I think you got two really tough series coming up, you know, obviously with, with K-State and, and West Virginia. Now, if you were to win both of those, then I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna change my change my tune. But I'll, as of right now, where where I sit right now, three, third. Jeff. I am still in the cart that says you are winning the Big Twelve. Mm. You can do this. You're playing better baseball now than you were for the middle part of that little stretch there. Take away the one sweep against Texas, and this is a completely different ball a ball club. And we all know why you didn't get any against Texas, or a big factor that why you didn't get any against Texas. This is a good baseball team that has had just little splotches of, you can win the Big 12 and you're going to win the Big 12. I think those splotches of are inconsistency because you're so young. Yes. Yeah. Trying to figure some things out on the mound as well. But those are getting fewer and fewer as the season goes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the more frustrating part has been the inconsistencies on the mound where you're not as young, if that makes sense. Your offense is really young, but they've been a little bit more consistent. Um, on the mound, you're, you know, you've had some veteran guys that have had their ups and downs that you expected to be dudes. And hopefully Mason Molina is showing that he's – kind of turning it on at the right time. He did very similar thing last year. Where do you see him? I think the Red Raiders uh, are going to end up finishing second in the Big 12 Conference. Uh, I, I'm not ready to say who it's going to be against or behind. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Kansas State. I'll say that. So I guess the candidates for me would be West Virginia and Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Those would be the candidates. But – uh, I do think if you win the remaining three series, 
I think you will end up uh, with a share, at oh, least. Okay. That's where Clint was, right? He was at a share. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. But my prediction right now is that you'll win two of three series. I think you'll drop two out of three in one of those road series, either West Virginia or Kansas State. My prediction would be West Virginia. Yeah, because you have yeah. talked about this. That's just been a, a place where you've struggled, right? Yeah. And so I, I guess I would lean towards thinking you'll you'll finish behind West Virginia. So I guess if you West Virginia has already played TCU, they've already played Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. and and that would be, um, you know, they still have Texas left, and then they have that big series with the Red Raiders. So I, I guess if if I'm kind of looking at this, just giving you my casual fan observance of this. Now I would say I'm a slightly above casual fan because I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm just I can't sit here and tell you that I can rattle off a bunch of numbers. Um, the, my consumer confidence in this team's ability to hit the baseball and score runs and come back from anything is man through the roof. I'm just I'm just not sure, you know, outside of Mason Molina, where where the pitching is going to come from or or, or who it's going to come from. Well, I think you have to say starting pitching. Yeah. Because I, I, right now I'm pretty confident in your bullpen. Okay. No but, matter who's out there? or well, I, mean, I don't want to say no matter who, but, but I, I think mean, you've got enough quality arms. To get you through the series. Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. I just, I just, your starting pitching has to be more consistent. And, and, and part of that, too, is, you know, with your starting pitching is at least pitching into the fifth inning. Well, that helps your bullpen a lot, too. Yeah. But... I mean, if you're not getting to the fifth, that means you're probably giving up a bunch of runs. So, right, which yeah. puts your offense at a, you know, premium. How would you say the pitch, the pitching that you'll face is over the next couple series with, with K-State and West Virginia? Would you say it's as stout as you've faced from a starting pitching standpoint, or do you feel like that there's there's weaknesses, particularly this weekend? Yeah, I think it's it's about the same. I, I just I haven't seen anybody that looks like they're dominant on the mound. Mm-hmm. I mean, just looking at the, you know, not that I've watched K State play a ton of games. I've seen them play a few times. Same with West Virginia, but I just I just don't see dominant pitching right now in the Big Twelve Conference. Okay, and that's where if your starting pitch it is solid and gives you a chance, I like the odds of the Red Raiders bullpen winning a lot of close games for you. Dickens asked Gus this question yesterday, is is this year, and, and we've maybe talked about it just a little bit, is this year an anomaly for the for the Big 12, um, or is this a concerning trend for the Big 12 of not having that dominant team or, or dominant players or fear of maybe losing everybody to the SEC, and, and that's that's – that's just a really broad brush to paint. But do you, do you feel like this that's is a, a... It's an interesting question. Um, I don't know that I'm ready to be confident either way in that mm-hmm. with just one year of feeling like the conference is down a little bit. So I, I don't think I'm ready to say all the talent's heading to the SEC or the ACC. Okay. I don't think I'm ready to go there yet. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's... I don't... I mean... Especially if you're talking about the facilities thing, SEC has great facilities and all that. But I mean, TCU and Oklahoma State have phenomenal facilities as well that you can put up against anybody in the country, and um, you know they're still mediocre. 
Mm-hmm. When when tech is done with what they're doing presently, where do you think that will put them facility wise in the Big Twelve? And I, I I realize that there's some places you have not been to yet that that are coming in with Houston and Cincinnati and UCF and BYU. But I've heard you talk about BYU's ballpark and how well excited the BYU's you are. ballpark is all about the mountain that's behind it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're cheating with that. It's too pretty. They're cheating. Yeah. Um, they have to would you say middle of the pack still? Probably, but I mean, you've got Oklahoma and Kansas State putting thirty million into their program facilities right now for baseball. So, um, I mean, Oklahoma State or well, I guess Oklahoma, but they're no leaving. Oklahoma State's already done it. Oklahoma yeah. is yeah, and Kansas State. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew that. I knew that Oklahoma State had obviously built a new stadium. I didn't know if they were doing. Yeah, but I'm it. talking about Oklahoma, not Oklahoma State. Right, but Oklahoma's they're 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 going to be gone. But I, I I understand what you're saying. But you're still going to compete with them recruiting wise because they're Oklahoma, right? I would guess. Yeah. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning, with Jamie Lynn, Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Pleasure to have you with us this morning. Fine looking Tuesday. It's a much more pleasant day today than. This time yesterday, goodness gracious. And it turned it's, out to be a... It's about a 25-degree warmer <laughs> day than yesterday yes. morning. Well, not quite, but I mean, it's 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 certainly... It's all of it's all of 10 plus, but... Um, I thought I was in the 60s when I left my house this morning, okay. 61, and okay. I, th- I thought that's what I saw. Um, Currently 52. Okay, so I'm, I'm totally off. So we're well, 10 degrees warmer than we were yesterday. Yeah, the sun, the sun, yeah. The, the, the whole inversion kind of thing that goes on. But yeah, it was it was it was warm when I left my house this morning. I mean, it felt nice outside, and and finally at the end of the day yesterday, about six o'clock yesterday evening, sun came out and it was a it was a nice day. And then it went down. Mm-hmm. And then it went down because the sun went down. And the sun goes down. How's that song go? The sun goes down. I think you nailed it. Yeah. Sounds sure. like you had it. Yeah. I had it. You were all over it. I'm not ready to call you wrong. <clears throat> I'll get it here in a second. Uh, this Hope Texas Tech Baseball has a great game tonight. Jamie, safe travels, and have a nice day and radio broadcast. Well, that was very I pleasant of you. Yeah. Very kind. Yeah, very pleasant for you. Right. That's the plan. Um, I I like how the team's playing right now. I'm I'm excited about the direction they're heading in. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, will you share that with Coach Tadlock? Or no, probably not. I probably won't talk to Coach Tadlock tonight. Okay, we give him a little little wave or anything like that. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> tip is he tip your hat to the broadcast? You tip the hat to the broadcast booth or anything along those things, just to acknowledge your presence. No. No, he does not do okay. that. Okay, he does mm-hmm. not do that. Or he does not. Jamie, true or false? Chuck talked to Coach Gerlich yesterday more than you will talk to Tadlock last week and this week. She talked to me, too. I mean, it wasn't just a one-sided conversation. Oh, I don't think just Jamie and Tadlock talking are, you know, just one way either. <laughs> the amount of time spent, though. <laughs> I don't know how long he spent with her yesterday. It depends, Jeff. I mean, it could be one of those weekends where we no. bump into each other a lot and we just, talk about I mean, a lot of different things, or it could be one of those weekends like the trip to Norman where we never said two words to each other. We, we, we exchanged pleasantries, okay? Mm-hmm. That was basically it. I'm she was not, playing golf. I did have this question. 
Okay. I know the I know it's not the way it appeared, mm-hmm. but it did crack me up yesterday. She okay. drove by us on the car. She's waving to everybody. Uh-huh. I mean, she's a big, important, famous person. Okay, right. she's waving to everybody. She's doing what mm-hmm. she's supposed to do. She's right. great. And all of a sudden, Chuck had said something, and she realized it was Chuck. Uh huh. Okay. And she went, "Hey, guy." <laughs> no, she. <laughs> she said, "Guy." Did she? She said, "Guy." Oh. I thought she said, "Guys." I, th- I thought she, she said, said guys. "Guys." I thought she Plural. said, "Guys." Yeah, the guys, like to all of us. Okay. I heard "guy." Okay. Well. Does she call you "guy" a lot? No, she calls me Chuck. Yeah. I call her Coach Gurley. You're probably right. What we had was her being acknowledging all of us and yeah. not just yeah. Chuck. Right, yeah. It's, yeah. Because that's how she is. That's how she rolls. Mm-hmm. That's how she rolls. Yeah. I mean, she's very, yeah, very engaging, very mm-hmm. all-encompassing, very mm-hmm. inclusive, you know. Mm-hmm. That was very kind of her. Yeah, no, no doubt. No, she was... And she was she was on with the bottom line or the uh, end of the bench guys yesterday. Yeah, it was yeah. A fun interview. Yeah, and they they uh, they also talked to Ronald Ross yesterday. He wants to get back into coaching. Wants to get back into college coaching. It's good. Okay, and he, the, you know he was on the the beard staff, and he just felt like that wasn't a good fit. Ronald Ross does not seem like the kind of person well, that would fit with Chris Beard. He did. He did. He did play for Bob Knight. Um, you know, he, he uh, and, and Chris Beard was on that staff, obviously. He said that his mother's death is what really affected him. and But now he's he's ready to um, kind of get back into coaching full oh. force. And so. I hope he does. Yeah. Yeah. And the list of Red Raider basketball favorites for me, Ronald Ross, is really high on that list. The funniest thing, I don't know if you heard when I was talking to Norn Sodiasa yesterday. Did you Were you able to hear what we were talking about? Did you hear, did you hear me talk to him about the national championship game? And I said, "Man, I thought we'd won it when you hit those two free throws." He said, "He said he said that too." And, and I said, "You know, I said, you know, what I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there thinking. I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking, like, after you hit the two free throws, I'm like, God, I'm going to miss the party." I said, and then I started thinking about the parade. He's like, he said, "You know, I've never said this to anybody." But he said, "I started thinking about the parade too." <laughs> You and I just could not be more different. It's just so different. But that's what makes you makes it fun, right? Lawrence seemed like he was a, he'd be a fun guy to be around. Well, and you know, I I talked to him about coaching, and he 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 said he really hadn't thought about that yet. I mean, he's not done. He's not done playing yet. He still right. has aspirations to to make it to the NBA. He looks but, thinner than he was in yeah, his playing days yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder how that's helped his mobility and all that kind of stuff. I yeah. just remember him being you know, kind of giving you the feel of an enforcer. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like that now. Yeah, he's trying to work on his scoring, and he understands the importance of being a three-point shooter, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't remember him taking a single one when he was here. Well, I mean, he, he just talked about being a shooter, but I mean, yeah. you know, but I mean, right, no. I'm not saying he's going to go with it. Uh, this, uh, either that or she forgot Chuck's name and just called him guy. No, that's not the case, but that's okay. I, I was closer to her than you guys were. And I heard guys. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chuck Ego just got shot down faster than a SpaceX rocket. Wow. Uh, somebody wants to know if JC Carter left the radio. Yes. He left the lady. Radio. He just went to West Virginia. Specifically why I do not know. I, I know one of the reasons, but, 
uh, was to be closer to his parents, but I don't know if that's the only reason. Um, so I think they're disappointed because it's in conference. And, um, you know, at, at some point in time, uh, I'm, I'm surprised that maybe they can't do this or they're unable to do this. Just in, they in general uh, having, you know, contracts with all coaches, whether they're the head coach or the assistant coach, about going in conference. Uh, you know, of having non-competes. There's plenty of people in this town that have non-competes in their industries, whether it's banking or law firms or whatever. Um, I just that's that's something that uh, is is a little bit of a surprise to me that you wouldn't have some kind of penalty for going to an in-conference school, especially at the associate head coaching level. So it was his decision to leave, not a Texas Tech move. It was his decision. Okay, that's yeah, it was his decision. There's there's no question in my mind about that. That was his decision. Um, eight oh nine this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. I do want to get into this. Um, and again, not 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 concerning, um, but just knowing that this is still out there until um, until the end of the month. Um, football players have until the thirtieth of April to put their name in the portal. Okay, and uh, Texas Tech had had two guys put their names in the portal yesterday. And I, th- I think when you kind of look at this, you go, okay, well, there's there's a reason. Um, uh, one was a guy by the name of Jack Tucker. He was an offensive lineman. This was his third year to be on campus. He's third string at left tackle. So clearly he probably sees himself as saying, I am not going to play here. And then the other guy was a, was, a, was a kicker, a walk-on kicker. His name is Gabe Showalter. Um, so he was not going to be a guy. Now, one of the things that Coach McGuire talked about after the spring game on Saturday was they're, they're happy with Gino Garcia. They're not happy with their kickoffs. So that may be somebody that they try to find either on campus or you know, to offer a walk-on, preferred walk-on position or something along those lines so somebody can just kick the ball into the end zone. That's, that's an expensive spot to use on a travel squad, but he views that as very important as to be able to put that ball in the end zone and force te- teams to start at their own 25 after touchdowns or first half or second half kickoffs. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.